Hi guys, it's me, Yah, and I'm jumping on here today before the episode begins with a disclaimer. This episode touches on and discusses suicide. Suicide is a very sensitive topic to discuss for many people, and for some it can trigger intense emotions and thoughts. If you or anyone you know are struggling with suicidal thoughts or behaviours, please contact a healthcare provider immediately. And if someone's safety is in immediate danger, please dial the emergency number for your area. In the UK, it's 999. Thank you. Welcome to the Rep for More Mindset podcast. I'm Yar. As a peak performance coach and lifestyle architect, I help women who are ready to reach their next level, eliminate negative self-talk and break through what's been holding them back so they can have clarity, confidence and prosperity in their career and lifestyle. This podcast is to empower you with a mental more mindset and help you reach your next level so you can uncover your purpose, reclaim your power and reach your potential. This means no longer living by default but dreaming big and pushing yourself to be, do and have more. I want everyone to know that change is possible, that you are not alone and there is an alternative way forward because when you change your mind, it will change your life. Hi, welcome to the next episode of Remote for More Mindset with me, Yar. And today I have the lovely Joanna Podina with me today. Now, I hope I said your name correctly. Did I? It was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> Good. So please, Joanna, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Well, hi. First, thank you for having me. I feel really honored to be here with you. And yeah, my name is Joanna, and a lot of people, after I moved to London, they, they their first thing is to call me Iona. So now I'm like, if people call me Joanna or Iona, I'm like, I know that's me. So I'm Joanna or Iona, and um, I'm born and raised in Transylvania, Romania, and I moved to London six years ago together with my husband, with his job. And since then, we're just like living life in London. We're enjoying London. We love it here. And uh, I think besides that, I am a published author, a podcaster, and a blogger, and a wife, and a friend, and that's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so um, tell us something about you that most people don't know. Okay, that's a very good question. And I, this morning I was like debating, should I be fully honest or just say something that sounds good or sounds pretty? So on my um, Instagram, I have this thing um, where I try to post songs daily with song of the day. And most of the songs that I post, they're either like worship songs or rock songs or hip hop. But people don't know that I'm a massive fan of country music. And I know more songs that I would like to admit about trucks, dirt roads, and breakup in a small town, which is, yeah. <laughs> so I listen to a lot of country music, especially when I clean my house, but I never talk about it and I would post about it. Yeah. Oh, um, thank you for, for honesty. Honesty is always the best policy. Um, and just so you know, I do like a bit of country music myself. Like I'm a big fan of Dolly Parton. Really, really. Oh, really yeah. Fan. Jolene, you can't yeah. go wrong with that. Nine to five. Um, yeah. I think the divorce song. And then there's another one, Two Doors Down. So you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, I love like, how old is she now? She's must be, in, I think in her definitely 60s or 70s, I believe. 
Yeah, I mean, and she's still going strong. She's yeah. putting out music. She started like a Netflix TV show. Yeah. And what I found out, and I'm going to start with this, a few months ago, I had no idea that she actually wrote um, I'll, I'll, love, I'll Always Love yeah. You by Whitney yeah. Houston. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I, I, loved, I liked the fact that she gave her song to Whitney Houston and she took it to the next level. Because, I mean, I like Dolly Parton, but I don't think she could have nailed those vocals exactly like Whitney. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, and, um, I was watching a um, video the other day and she's there's quite a few songs that she's given away to people who, um, who have sung her songs and they've done really amazing renditions of them. So I can't remember any of them now, but yeah. Yeah, Dolly Parton is a legend in more ways than one. Definitely. Great start <laughs> of this podcast. Country yes. music, Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston. <laughs> Love it. Yes. So let's keep the good energy going. So exactly. please tell me about how you got to where you are now. Please share your journey with us. I'm thinking just like life in general. Mm. <laughs> um, so as I said, I grew up in, I grew up in Romania and um, I'm the only child. Uh, my parents divorced when I was um, seven years old and shortly after my mom, in a way, kind of, uh, we call it giving your life to the Lord. She kind of gave her life to the Lord. And since the age of seven, I, I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I always grew up with this idea that we are meant for more. Your your podcast, I think, goes great in that in that direction. We're meant to more. There's so much more out there. So growing up, I always wanted to do more with my life so in the app in the end I ended up going to university I majored in history got my master's degrees went to bible school because I wanted to be a missionary I wanted to go to Guatemala and teach kids English and I started to learn Spanish to do that and nothing worked like that you know when you have like all those little plants and they're like hmm I'm a little bit far from that but even if we're far, it doesn't mean that we're on the wrong path and life is still good and life is still great. So yeah, I went to university. Uh, I got married. Um, and then six years, ago, six years ago, we moved to London. In terms of, because I know some of your episodes are also focusing on career and professional level. Mm-hmm. So I started working as a teacher when I was 18. And then I worked as a librarian with kids and teenagers. And now here in London, I do something completely different. I work as a database manager for a property company, commercial property company. Um, I've been with them for the past six years. And so I'm like 32 now. And I had like three or four jobs. <laughs> they always like were on the creative side. And then when I moved to London, everything completely changed but it it's good. Yeah. And um, even though like, I'm very happy with my day-to-day work and um, I, I joke a lot with my colleagues saying that I agreed to move to London for one year. I told my husband, he's a web developer and we moved with his job. Yeah. I said, I'm going to give you one year because I was very happy at home. I was developing different projects for kids that were being uh, promoted at a national level and so forth. And um, I told my husband, I'm going to give you one year and then I'm back in Romania and six years later I'm still here and I think 60-70% that's because of my job Mm -hmm. and the company that I work with because they have such a great community and great leadership and there's so many things that I learned from them on a day-to-day basis that I can also apply in all the other projects that I'm doing because in the beginning I said yeah I'm a writer and I do this and then I do that 
Um, and I think everything for me goes um, hand in hand. You know how you said they go hand in hand. How did you have you been able to marry up all those things, those different facets of of you to be able to create the life that you have? Uh, I think one word that comes to mind is excellence. Mm -hmm. And the second word is giving your best, Mm -hmm. like whatever you're doing, um, try to be the best that you can be honor the people that you work with. And even if uh, because we have days and days, and of course, we're learning from one day to another. Um, Sometimes I, I laugh because I'm doing a lot of things. And when I start to go on a new journey with the new project, most times that thing is completely new to me. When I started my podcast, I've been like kind of like thinking about that idea for three years before I actually started recording my podcast. And I needed a pandemic to actually have the time to do it like me and like all the other actors and people on this planet because like everybody has a podcast now. Yeah. Um, so everything was new to me. But what I learned is to ask for help. Mm. And every little thing that I did um, was my podcast, my blog. Uh, so far, I published two young adults novel and two children's books. Like I don't work alone. I have people that are helping me through this journey. Um, and it's the same thing with, with my work. Like I ask for help. And people are always willing to, to help. And I'm always willing to help them when we have the sense of togetherness. And I said, excellence that I try to bring into every little thing I do. And what I also like about um, the company that I work with, they're always like, okay, what do you do besides your job? What's your life besides your work? You need to, life is just not work. And that's very rare to hear, especially in like today, London, with when the business scene is always crazy busy, you there's always have you always have numbers and reports and uh, targets to meet. It's nice when your boss is like, okay, life is more than just work. Okay, you've done enough for today. Go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and that's something I try to reply, as I said, in in every little thing I do. Oh, I love that. You spoke about asking for help. And that's something that I know I definitely have found hard to do in the past. I'm much better with it now. So how have you been able to um, get to a place where you feel comfortable asking for um, people questions? Or maybe you were always comfortable doing that. Um, I think it's refreshing to, to admit that you're bad at something. And I'm not talking about like job, just mm-hmm. if you try to pick up a, a new skill. Or is, is that is a certain freedom you're like, oh, it, yeah, I'm new to this. I'm, and I'm very perfectionist. Like when I put something out there, I want it to be the best that I can, I can do. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it was a journey for me to accept that, if I'm honest. Now I'm thinking, mm, I think it was actually a journey uh, just to accept that, okay, I need help and I can ask the questions and I can do my research and so forth. This, and this also comes in a way with a lot of pressure mm. because when you're new in something, yeah, there's a freedom, but you also want to, as I said, to be good with that. But I think it's just some, something that goes hand in hand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because um, I was thinking during the pandemic, uh, when I started my podcast, I knew that I wanted to do this. I know there's a message and there's uh, this is just a way for me to encourage the people around me. Um, but it also came with with a lot of pressure. Okay, like, how do I do it? What tools do I use? What platform do I use? But after I, I went through all that overthinking, because that's my way of being, mm-hmm. 
I was like, okay, now I'm going to start this and I'm going to do it step by step. And when I get to that step, I'm going to talk with this person. And if this person cannot help me, then I'm going to talk with the other person and I get the things done. And there's something that I learned over the years is when I start working on something for me, that's done. It's accomplished. Like when I start working on my podcast, yeah, my podcast is going to be out there. When I started working on my novel in my head was this is happening this will get published, even if I do it with the publishing house or I do it on my own. But I was so sad on my way. It's like, this is happening. But I also have things or projects that I doubt. But again, I have to go back to, okay, this is happening. How do I work with? How, what people can I bring in this project? What do I need? What resources do I need to complete my task? I love that I love that so much that's so amazing so what gives you that oomph like to keep going because for a lot of people they hit that first hurdle and they're like I'm out but you are like okay that way didn't work we're going to try another way you just keep on going so what where does that come from for you I'm very task driven and I think another very important thing in my life that kind of like I gets me up and I have keeps me up at 3 a.m. in the morning, like working on something is that um, I think it's my faith mm. in a way like I have. So I have my job Monday to Friday, um, 8.30 to 5.30. And then on weekends, I work on something that I call passion projects, which is writing my novels. Uh, last year in November with one of my best friends, we started our own publishing house um, and we're we're like six months in this project. And so far we published five books, which is a lot for a young publishing house to publish five books. And, and again, like it's, it's my faith. And it's also helping me to have that balance between life, family, uh, work, and um, the passion projects that I work on. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a journey that I've been in for like years because I have moments when, yeah, you need to put in the work. You need to, you need to need to go the extra mile. There's a lot to do, Mm -hmm. but I also have moments when I just chill and I just watch something and I don't do anything for weeks. Mm -hmm. And again, this was a journey that I kind of, I learned how to deal with this because we want to be able to be good at our be good at our jobs and want to be able to be healthy for our families and this can also go into mental health and we want to be able to run run the race for a long time mm-hmm. so and be able to do that we need to learn sounds so bossy we need to learn mm-hmm. but we kind of like learn to have that balance between everything um so yeah, something that I always something that I always uh, remind myself, especially now with the publishing house, is this is like sounds so cheesy and so Pinterest, but I'm keep repeating myself: life is beautiful, and I have time. <laughs> because if I'm thinking of everything that I need to do, yeah, I need to record four new podcast episodes uh, before our holiday end of August. We're going to Portugal. So excited to travel again. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah, I need to record four, pa- four podcast episodes. I need to uh, do this and this for a publishing house. I need to do this and this for my blog, this and this for my Instagram page, this and this for my job, because my primarily focus is my day-to-day job. Um, but in the same time, I'm like, yeah, everything is a priority, but not everything is a priority for today. So I kind of learned to... Uh, 
be very faithful to my list and to my planning and also actually plan a free weekends, not doing anything, watch Netflix. I even have like tonight we're going to Thor and I had planned that two weeks ago and I said, okay, I'm finishing with this recording at 12 and then I need to take a few photos uh, for my blog for this. And then from four, I can do whatever I want, you know, no more work until Monday morning. Oh. So yeah, as you can see, like I'm an overthinker and I'm all over the place. And my my life and my journey in life has been like this, like I'm great and I can do everything. And then I'm like, oh, I can't see the world today. And then I'm back to I'm being great. And again, too, because that's life, you know, it's, it's up and down. And and I think we, have, we all know that famous uh, chart to success, like yeah. the road to success is not straight. If it's straight for you, great. But for most of us, it's like this. When you said the road is like this, um, you you basically drew a big fat wiggle with your hands. Um, yeah, because that is the road to success for um for many of us. But you spoke about your faith, which I would love for you to touch on. Yeah. So as I said, I, I grew up in church and um I'm gonna sound very traditional now. Like I gave my life to the Lord when I was like seven years old. Oh. And I think that changed everything for me because um for the past few weeks, I was looking in my life and I'm thinking um, the life that I have now and the things that I get to do, there are things that I prayed when I was 16 and when I was 17. I was talking this with, um, I was home a few weeks ago and I was invited to speak to a group of young girls. And I was, I actually told them this, like the life that I have now are the prayers that I prayed when I was 16, I was 17. I remember in, I was 21 and I said, one day I'm going to write a novel and it's going to be about this. And one day I'm going to do this. And at the, at the time sounds a little bit silly, but I also think that we are led in our faith and God, sometimes they give us, they give us like little hints. And sometimes I think that our life is like, um, it's like a big treasure hunt and God just gives us the clue. And we're like, it's up to us to discover the treasure. And um, yeah, that I think that's, in a way, that's the engine. Because when I started my, my podcast, I wanted to be an encouragement for the church as a community and to bring people like yourself, maybe you'll be a guest on my podcast, to bring people that are making a difference in their community, people that we can learn, we can learn from. Because I have this mindset that we can learn from one another. We can grow together. And when I wrote my novels, um, I was going, when I started writing, I was going through something that I called the great depression of my twenties. Cause mm-hmm. every, when I moved to London, everything was great from so many points of view, but I don't know what happened, but I kind of lost my why with everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I was on that journey for almost two years when I was like, okay, yeah, I have a great job. And uh, we have a great place and we can go on holidays. But I think in my heart, I was a little bit like, that's it. Like just having a nice job and going to work and going on holidays and waiting for the weekends to come. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't happy with that. And there's so many people that are happy with that. And that's amazing. But if you're not comfortable, don't stay in a place where you like, don't life is more, <laughs> it's more than just this nine to five and so forth. And um, yeah, so when I started writing, I was going through that, that journey of dealing with my depression and trying to find my why. And 
I started again with, okay, this book can be an encouragement because I write for teenagers Mm -hmm. and this book can be an encouragement for teenagers battling depression and suicides and suicide thoughts and, and for their families and so forth. So I always have this, I think they're like God-given projects, I'm thinking. So yeah, like my faith is the engine. I'm going to be myself, but is the engine honestly of every little thing that I did comes from that place, from that place of God what should I do now? What should be my focus now? Oh. And it's great. It's not easy. Because <laughs> sometimes I was asking my husband a few, a few weeks ago, and it's like, would you like to, to help me with something with my podcast? And I'll like, would you like to be on this podcast with me? And he was like, I don't need this stress in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't need this stress in my life. I mean, I'm sure, you know, like, yeah, it's nice. And when people look at you like, oh, it's amazing. You have this great job and you have your podcast and you get to do this and get to do this. And it's great. Yeah, we do get to do a lot of things, but in the same times comes with a lot of pressure, a lot of hours that you put into mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a price that we pay. It's amazing. But at the same time, the journey is not easy. Yes. I totally, 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 totally agree with you. So it sounds like for you and everything that you do, especially when it comes to your passion projects, there's lots of service in what you do. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I'm going to give you an example. It might be a little bit a little bit silly. But last year, my husband, in November, my husband gave me a new laptop. And I, I got it. I was very excited. And I kind of like, I haven't done much with it. And then I started having this question, like, am I a good steward of what I have? Am I using my gifts, my talents to their maximum potential? And I think with everything I do, it's just in a way, God, here I am, use me. And this goes back to being a good steward for my family and being a good steward for my house and being a good steward with basically every little thing that I have. So that's why I'm always like, okay, how can I serve God now? Because I grew up in a church where um, ministry, serving the other, serving the community was very, was very promoted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Always to be there for one another. And I also had this blessing of growing up in a community where they were like, Oh, you're good with kids. We're going to encourage you in this area. You know how to sing. We're going to put you on the stage. You might be bad at it, but we got to encourage you. You're good with this. We're going to. So I had people that always believed in me and uh, yeah, they always encouraged me to, in a way, use their gifts, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that goes back to, okay, God, how can I serve you best? And sometimes in my look like, oh, as I said, I'm just going to my job and I'm doing my best there. And sometimes it's through what I write, through my blog, through my books. And so, yeah, it depends from one season to another, from one week to another and so forth. I love that. So um, how do you then encourage people? Because not everybody is a believer um, in God. So how do you encourage those people? That's a very good question. Um, I'll say, think about what you like to do. Because even if you believe in God or not, um, we all surrounded by community. We're all surrounded by people. And I'm just, I would like to, like those who will listen and they're not Christians. Um, I like to challenge them. How can you serve people around you? 
how can you help the community that you're a part of? And the best part when you do this is that by helping the others, you're actually helping yourself. And um, yeah, just, just look in your life. What are your, what are your gifts? What do you like to do? And just like start, start there. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. So what motivates you to get up in the morning and go? I think in a way it's this, mm. like, how can I, how can I do more first? Okay. For the kingdom of God. And then how can I help those around me? And how can I, how can I help myself? Because sometimes it's like, okay, what, because we're also thinking, what can we do for others? But mm. what can we do for ourselves? What will make me happy today? Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, don't do anything. And sometimes is, yeah, sign up for a charity, volunteer somewhere, see what are the needs and yeah. how can you help in that direction, basically. At the beginning of, of when you started everything that you do, um, what's one thing that you wish you would have known? Don't think of giving up. Um, because I had many moments in my life when I was thinking of giving up just because things got hard and that's not the way. And what I learned is that if I push through my feelings, if I push through my emotions and I'm staying faithful in where I am, things will work out. And full honesty, the season that I'm in now, and even wrote about it on my blog, um, I kind of feel like I'm in between with a lot of things because I've done the first step. I have laid the foundation. So I'm not in the beginning anymore, but also I don't see the end. You know, I don't see the end result. So right now in my life with a lot of things, I feel like I'm, I'm in between. And that's for me is the moment when I need to believe the most in what I'm doing, trust the vision, trust the process. And just like, you know, just like you push through and you're being faithful where you are. And I learned this um, two years ago. Mm. I did for 30 days um, this challenge of doing a thousand um, skips every day at like Ooh. skipping for 30 days every day, a thousand. And what I noticed is that every time I reach 500, it was my my breaking point of, oh, I have to go 500 again because mm -hmm. I knew the process, you know, 500 and you're like, yeah, I'm there. But then I'm like, oh my goodness, another 500. So mm -hmm. for me, the biggest challenge is when I'm halfway there. <laughs> ah. Am I still pushing through? Because when you start, you know, you know, the hurt, you know, the challenge, you know, you're like, oh, do I? And then you get to a certain level, like, okay, great. Now I have to same thing for the same amount of time. So what I learned is that, yeah, just when, I, when I'm halfway there, don't you dare give up because things will work out. You will reach that 1,000 and it's going to be great. So I want to ask about that. At the end of the 30 days, so I'm, I'm assuming that you accomplished things. Like you said, you finished. Yeah, I've finished done it. it. So how did you feel at the end of those 30 days having done 1,000 skips a day? Well, physically, I was in a great shape compared to now. <laughs> now I'm like taking the stairs I'm like the third floor and I'm like oh my goodness I need to get back into gym um but also I had that mentality it's, it's a great accomplishment and I think it trains you mm -hmm. for challenging times and what was the best part out of that is that uh, I talked with my uh, with my team at work and they were like 
how about we all do a challenge together and then we raise money for a charity? Mm-hmm. So after I did my 30 days, we started doing different challenges as a team and we actually raised money to a charity here in London for mental health for the youth. So it was so interesting because like something that I started like in pandemic and then we did something out of that with a team and then we did something else for a charity. Oh. It's amazing how things they just go hand in hand. Yeah, I was about to say that's so so amazing, and um, how you're then just spreading like it out to your community. So then your community is now of service too. That's amazing. Yeah, I also have like great people that I work with, as I said. So it was nice. They were like, "Oh, let's do something together." Oh, <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. Let's do something together. So I started like running 10k and 5k to raise money. Wow. Um, that was another process. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of running and I even got my husband with me in that. So that was wow. like, wow, wow. That's, nice. that's, that's just, that's amazing. What I've heard you say is, um, you've done a lot of work with young people and also even now though you don't work with them as much, you are still doing lots of work for the young people. Why is that so important to you? Um, you know that sometimes, especially for for people that are part of a church, that you always ask, uh, "Oh, what's your calling? What's your whatever?" You know, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you don't know what your calling is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, "I'm still figuring things myself." But working with the youth is so interesting because no matter how times I stopped that, mm-hmm. always came back into my life one way or another. Yeah, and in a way, I'm, and also looking at my gifts. I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm called in that area. So I said I worked as a teacher and then I worked as a librarian with the youth and with everything. And it was something that always came back into my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked different over the years. Like I was in, um, in a church as a youth leader and then I was developing literature programs for them with public schools. And we used to get all these high schools in our library and talk to them about important education and academics and teaching them how to do research. So I had a chance to work in the church, outside of the church. And now I moved to London. I was like, great, no more. Because I always, I have such huge respect for people that are working with the next generation Mm -hmm. because it's not easy. I mean, they're great and they're lovely, but sometimes you just want to like, Because they know best and, you know, yeah, know. <laughs> and it can be very challenging. So if you're a youth leader or you're working with some, in some way with the youth, your work is needed. And even if you don't see any results right now and you're thinking, oh, I'm making an impact, I just want to encourage you. Yes, you are making an impact because you never know when life might, where life might take this, this kids and in a dark moment, they will remember something that you told them and yeah. they will remember something that you did for them. So even if you don't say anything now, just do the work and God will do the rest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, even if I moved to London and I was surrounded by teen- teenagers anymore, mm-hmm. I started writing and I started writing young adults novel, which like my main target, they're teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm thinking, as I said, the next generation is very important. Yeah. And uh, each generation is different. Each generation has uh, different challenges. But I think this generation now more than ever, they need to be encouraged. They need to yeah. be loved in a way. They need to be, yeah, just reassured that, hey, we're here for you and you're loved and so forth. Because just think, kids that they're now like 16, they went through 
pandemic, war, um, everything. Like the challenges yeah. that they have now, it's so, so different. And yeah. also the pressure that they're dealing with, thinking of social media is so hard because one of the main ideas that I talk a lot about and I write about is identity, mm-hmm. who we are. And it's so hard to figure out who you are when the society tells you you're this when the pressure to look in a certain way, when the pressure to talk a certain way, to be a certain in a certain way, it's okay, like who am I? And just like just have to encourage them to hope that they will find their way. Oh, I love so, that. What has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? I think I'll just go back to thinking of giving up mm-hmm. or thinking that I'm not good enough to do something. Because if you don't have the right mindset, things will be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just go back to, to that. So what would you say have been the best resources that have helped you along the way? Uh, books. Mm. Self-help books. Um, biographies. Yes. I always feel encouraged by people who've done the work, mm-hmm. who, who walked before me. I learned so much. I, I read a lot of books on missionaries, a lot of Elizabeth Elliot, a lot of Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also I like to watch a lot of TED Talks. As mm-hmm. I said, I believe that we can learn from one another. We grow together. Um, and in terms of when it comes to the creative side of me, I think music is one of my biggest resources. Oh. I can hear a song and I can feel a thousand things in the same time. Oh, so you have to tell me one, what's your favorite book? And two, what's your favorite song? Okay, so one of my favorite books, I think, is uh, The Reason uh, from Lacey Sturm. And Mm -hmm. she talks about her journey battling depression Mm -hmm. and suicide thoughts and how she got on the other side. Mm -hmm. And how actually fear is a liar. And uh, thinking that you can escape something through suicide, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. And how important it is to choose life because the moment you choose life, you things will turn around. And we go back to that not giving up, you know, just like mm-hmm. believe in yourself, don't give up. And some things that I like to repeat often every time I have a chance, I have a chance to speak to a youth group. Mm-hmm. To your so today might be challenging, it might be hard, but mm-hmm. today won't last forever mm-hmm. because there is a tomorrow. So yeah, that book it was was a changer like a game changer for me because when I read it I was also work going through my um my journey with depression and um yeah it really encouraged me and she's very creative she's actually she's actually a rock star she's Mm. she was the front um uh vocalist for a rock group Mm. um and I like what she's doing yeah with with her music and with her books basically I love that and what was your favorite song so it depends if I think if we're thinking like Christian songs or just like song songs in general. Yes, whatever. So Christian songs, I think it would be No Longer Slaves by Bethlehem Music. Mm-hmm. That was everywhere. And um, one of the songs that I go back to from time to time, I actually have two. Mm-hmm. One is All Around Me, again, by Lacey Sturm. She's the author of the book that I just mentioned earlier. But also Breaking the Habit by Linkin Park. And again, mm-hmm. we know that journey of Chester Bennington with his uh, mental health and his struggles and in the end he sadly he ended up committing suicide Mm -hmm. Um, and this again made me think of 
listen even when no one is talking mm. because there's so much in that silence and there's so much um if we just pay attention to people we might see that something is not right with them something is is wrong yeah, yeah. so yeah just uh, oh, brilliant and um, thank you so much and I'll and I'll reference all of those in the show notes guys so you'll be able to get the links there they're loud guys they're loud <laughs> they're very like very noisy rock music and so forth but good music and that's the most good music good music yeah um so what would you say is um your greatest fear a nice comfortable life mm, why I don't know as I said we go back to we're meant for more and there's so much more out there and it's nice to have that if you're into that, but if you feel that you want to do more, nothing is more hindering than being stuck or having the feeling of being stuck. So I'm always thinking, I don't think of like, oh, what's my legacy? Because I'm not that old, you know, what's my legacy? <laughs> I'm not thinking of that, but I'm also thinking like, what do I leave behind? And am I making a difference where I am? Yeah. So honestly, nothing scares me more than, oh, she'll live the nice, comfortable life. <laughs> Nothing comes out of comfort. And I was surrounded by strong women growing up, my mom mm. being one of them. And mm. um, I grew up, as I said, going back to my church, they believe in uh, women in leadership. Mm-hmm. They believe in empowering women. Mm-hmm. So I always had like women around me uh, being like preachers and speakers and uh, being worship leaders and being teachers and doctors. And so I always grew up with this. Yes, you can do it. It's okay to be a strong woman. And that's so interesting because today, we hear a lot about women empowerment, mm-hmm. but that also comes a lot with, oh, you see someone almost half nude and they're like, oh, that's women empowerment. Mm-hmm. J-Lo doing almost striptease at uh, Super Bowl. Oh, that's women empowerment. And I'm like, is that women empowerment just showing you or, you know, mm-hmm. women empowerment for me is being the first one in your family to go to university and graduate. Mm-hmm. Women empowerment is to break that chain of poverty. Women empowerment is to care for your family and to, um, a few weeks ago, I saw this image and it was like with, um, um, the, the career, the career of a woman. And you had like, it, there were like two men in a race and then you had two women. And then for the men, it was like clear path, which I know is not clear path. And they mm-hmm. also have their challenges so forth. But for a woman, she had in her path uh, iron. She had in her path kids. She had in her path laundry. And she had in her path all these things. Yeah. Well, as women, we face so many challenges. And you're like, oh, you're thinking about kids and laundry. And you're, you're working. And then you're also thinking, oh, mm-hmm. I need to make dinner for my kids. I need to make dinner for my husband. Um, but it's... Yes, going back to making a difference and believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're okay with being comfortable, that's great. Like, be happy where, where you are. But if you're not okay, how can you get out of that? How can you do more? Yeah. How can you not live just a nice, comfortable life? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so conversely, what excites you the most about the next 12 months? Oh, there's so much that we're working on. Uh, so uh, this weekend, my second novel um, will be available on iBooks, which is amazing for me because now people abroad, they can get much easily in touch with, uh, yeah, they can just get the book. 
Um, and then with our publishing house, we are working on publishing four new books. And I want to wrap up season three of my podcast and just go on my holiday and for a few weeks to live a nice, comfortable life because that's also okay. It's all about balance. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So you're someone who really does a lot. How do you fit it all in? Um, I have a very supportive husband. I don't have kids yet. I do do a lot of laundry and I do a lot of cooking. <laughs> Um, but I believe in being organized. So in a real practical way, on mm-hmm. a Saturday, on a Sunday, I plan my entire week. Mm-hmm. And I know that, okay, four days out of seven, I only focus, or five, five days out of seven, I only focus on my job, going to the gym and on my family. Mm-hmm. And then on a weekend, I can do for three hours, I can do this. For two hours, I can do this. And I can do, I believe in being organized and I believe in having a balance. Mm -hmm. And as long as I keep on top of my schedule, life is great (laughs) when I even have like rest and I enjoy and I enjoy everything. So yeah, just like being on, being on top of of everything I'm doing through pen and paper. (laughs) I love that. So I have to ask what happens when, the schedule kind of falls a little bit to the wayside oh goodness gracious <laughs> um what I learned for the past few months is to not schedule a lot you mm. better have like one or two things to do and get that done because if I schedule five things and I only do one mm. then I feel guilty that I haven't done that yeah and I also think it's very important like how we talk to ourselves and what we believe about ourselves yeah Because sometimes you can put yourself down like, oh, I haven't done that or I haven't done that. So I kind of learned like today we have this podcast and then I'm going to do my photo shoot. And then, you know, that's enough for today. Mm -hmm. And then there's more time next week because as I said, life is beautiful and I have time. But yeah, yeah, it's again, because people sometimes they look at me and they're like, oh, it's so amazing. It's everything you're doing. And for me, as a creator again it's like this yeah so I don't want to be like, like oh everything is great and I'm doing everything no <laughs> yeah I have this when I do everything but also it's up it's and a process. down it's a journey yeah. yeah so that being said what advice would you give to a woman who wants to go to her next level but isn't sure where or how to start I'll just say believe in yourself and put in the work put in the hours, mm-hmm. ask for help and have the, um, the end goal mm-hmm. in mind. Like look beyond this moment. Okay. What will happen if you don't give up? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, look, it's hard now, but look past that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this event a month ago in Romania, a few days before the event, I was like, okay, think about when you're going to finish and you can go back to your hotel room and you can order everything you want. <laughs> that was like, think, okay, you're going to do this, but think about after you finish, that great feeling uh, is done. <laughs> think about it's done. Uh, I love that. I love the idea of thinking about the reward because I think sometimes we just get so busy doing, we forget that we can and we should reward ourselves. So I really, really, really love that. Um, if you could step into my shoes, what's one question you would ask yourself that I already haven't? 
I think you're doing a great job with this podcast. And again, congratulations. And you've touched so much. And I kind of feel like what people, when people will listen, they'll be like, what's her deal? Like she has a job and she's writing books and she has a podcast and she like, what's she talking about? <laughs> But basically to sum this interview in one idea is believing yourself, uh, you're meant for more. And just to go in hand in hand with your podcast, it's like, we are meant for more. And most times this start with us because very rarely someone will come to you and would tell you to do something. Very rarely someone will come to you and tell you to write a book, start this project, start a new business. Mm -hmm. Most times it starts with you and it starts here in your mind with that desire to do more and be more. So my last question to you is what gives you a meant for more mindset? It's my faith. That's the engine. It's like the Bible is so full of revelations and new ideas and new projects and new mm -hmm. everything and comes from, from that relationship with God. And again, if people are listening and they're not Christians, I just want to encourage them, find your thing, find what makes you alive, um, serve your community. And then you will be surprised how something that someone might tell you will spark a new idea in you, will spark a new project, will spark life for something new in you. Um, so yeah, we're always growing. We're always learning. Oh. We're meant for more. Oh, I love that. Um, Joanna, I just want to say thank you so, so much for your, for your sharing, for your giving, for your openness, for your um, being passionate, so passionate about your faith and about life and about all the different things that you do. It's not just um, inspirational. It's something that I think a lot of people would, will aspire to be in themselves because it's that thing of where you think maybe, or maybe it's not for me, or maybe I, I'm doing too much, but then you hear a story like yours and it's like, well, no, actually I can try these things and maybe they are for you, maybe they're not for you, but you're able to try them. And I think just by you sharing today that you've encouraged so many people to be able to to at least have a, a thought about it so thank you so so very much for everything that you do everything that you continue to do how amazing you are how loving and giving and the sense of community that you not only are a part of but you also uphold well thank you and I said I feel honored and you're doing a great job and your podcast is needed and we're learning from it so yeah thank you oh you're so welcome where can our listeners connect with you online well they can find me on instagram i have my personal account which is joanna i-o-a-n-a-p-o-d-i-n-a <laughs> and then i also have a t generation so everything i do uh my podcast and my blog they're under t generation we comes from like this generation mm -hmm. um and they can find me on instagram on my blog t t-generation.org uh, podcasts available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. I'll put all of that information in yeah. the show notes, guys. Guys, just so like, it'll be, it'll don't be worry there. about it. <laughs> so yeah. on, on that one, guys, um, this is it for today. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and we shall see you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more about me and what I do, check out my website, nextlevelcoachinggroup.com, where you can also download my free Release Your Mindset Blocks guide. You can also follow me on Instagram at Next Level Coaching Group or on Facebook at Next Level Lounge. 
please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a rating and review. Thanks. See you on the next one.